This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow. Everyone's talking about AI. Everyone. But where do you start? How can it actually help your business? The ServiceNow platform brings intelligence into every corner of your company. So every person, every system, every process, everything works better. Put AI to work. Tap the banner or go to servicenow.com slash genai to see how. Turn up the volume. We're crossing live to the sports desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out. Heading into this season. New year, new Lydia. After a winless 2023, Lydia Cole begins 2024 with her 20th title and moves to within a point of the LPGA Hall of Fame. She wins the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. You just truly can never count Lydia out. I mean, think about all the people who maybe did doubt her in the way that she played last season and the struggles that she had and just continues to reinvent herself. It's just been fun to watch. No champagne shower today. A little too chilly, isn't it? Yes, Lydia Coe in the winner's circle to start uh, the 2024 LPGA season. Uh, finishing at 14 under the card after a 2 under 70 today to win by two strokes. 26 years young, and, and it seems like this is, what, the third rebirth of her career? Yeah, people have doubted her, uh, but she always seemingly finds a way back. And that's staggering. 26 and on the precipice of becoming a Hall of Famer at 26. Wow. Okay, um, I'm spinning a little bit after hearing that. Uh, let's hear from the aforementioned Lydia Ko after her success in the last hour or so. This has just been posted by the LPJ. I'll just start it off here. How does it feel to be the champion in your own backyard? Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. I think in ways I was very deliberate about my alarms and you know my routine. Um, I think when you are comfortable, you sometimes just go about you know, your day just like any other day. Uh, but it was, I think this is a great and comfortable way to start the season. Um, now, I haven't played particularly that great at, at this event before. Um, so to kind of go in with a two-shot lead uh, go, uh, going into today was a, a little bit of a comfort um, cushion uh, to rely on. But I knew that it was going to be windy today and obviously the cold was was going to be a big factor so nobody was going to shoot like super low scores so I just tried to be really steady and I'm sure I am 100% uh, certain there were nerves coming down the stretch but I felt like I um, tried to stay as patient as I can and you know Paul was a big help uh, in saying like hey just breathe and like you know keep the conversations going. Lydia, can you just tell us how satisfying this is after the 2023 season? Does it feel different than your other victories? 
Um, you know, it's. Uh, I thought I would cry, but I'm like, nothing's coming out, so I don't, I don't even know uh, what that means. Um, but I remember it last year in Portland. I think it was only my second event working with Paul and Paul. I, I missed a cut, and I was like, "Hey, I'm sorry," um, you know, because obviously I I want to play the weekend, and you know, it's it hasn't been long, and you don't want to kind of set the a bad momentum just for the uh, the team. And uh, he was like, "Hey, you know, this is just gonna make winning sweeter," and I think that's that's so true. And um, you know, as much as the season was not the way that I would have wanted going into 2023, I felt like I still finished really strong, and that gave me good momentum to this year. And just like how 2022 was an unbelievable year, and 2023 was a huge question mark, like you can turn it around really quick. And golf is a weird game like that where you could honestly miss eight cuts and win them next week. I think Shanti also did that last year winning in Portland. So it's just, it's odd. Um, I think there is no right answer for the for the game of golf, uh, but I'm just going to keep working at it. And I think in ways it's, it's really good that I'm playing next week so that I'm not like sitting on like the excitement and just of the win. And I can just kind of keep working on my game and go from there. Lydia Ko after winning her 20th LPGA tournament in her career, 26 years of age. Of course, she became the youngest, at the time, the youngest LPGA uh, Tour event winner as a 15-year-old in four months back in 2012. Wow. That's a long time ago. And she's still 26, Louis. All right, sports desk, take over, son. Uh, she's legitimately piecing together one of the more... Um you know, remarkable New Zealand sporting careers, isn't she? And and yeah. we just, you know, like she's just such a likable character as well. I, I find it really hard to have a bad, say a bad word about Lids. I, I think she's just even when she's in at a low point, she's very philosophical about it, and she um she's just a got supreme resilience. And I know she wants to win a medal at this year's Paris Olympics. So uh, another or she wants the gold actually because I think she's got a bronze and a silver. So that's pretty special in itself when you think about that. Um, here's, here's a little bit of sad news. That we're about to get a really, really good uh, special test series. England is in India, which is just awesome. Uh, I'll be watching a hell of a lot of that. The time zones will be quite good for us. Um, but Harry Brooks to return home for personal reasons. He's leaving the tour without a, a ball being bowled. And, and this is quite gutting for Harry Brook, and uh, don't, we don't know what it is, but it, it does seem serious enough that he's he's had to leave. So thoughts with him, obviously, but he's just one of the young stars of Test cricket, and, and this series is such a blockbuster. It would have been great to have him out there. Here is uh, NASA Hussein talking about Harry Brook, his impact on the team, and, and what they'll be left without him. Um, but your first consideration has to be the individual, the duty of care of that individual and I think we all must wish Harry and his family well. I mean, cricket is important and test cricket is important, but um, your, your family and yourself are more important. So personal reasons, he's headed home. Um, hopefully everything will be okay. Um, hopefully he'll come back to India at some stage. It's a long tour, but the first thing's first. They must make sure that Harry Brook is fine. And it is a blow, you know, his stats... For England since coming in on debut at the Oval have been phenomenal. What's the average? 62 at a strike rate of 92. He epitomises how McCullum and Stokes want this side to play. Um, fabulous player of spin, uh, as we saw in Pakistan. So it is a, a big blow on the eve of such a big test series. 
Yeah, really disappointing and, and sad for him and uh, well, gutting for English cricket fans as well. So that series, which gets underway in a couple of days, Daniel, you'll be fired up for that? Oh, Ants, can I just say that? Like, Harry, Harry Brock, can you hear me? He's got you. Oh, great. All cricket fans, like such is the excitement level when Harry Brook walks to the crease. You heard Nasu say, those numbers are ridiculous. Averaging over 16 is right greater than 90s. Um, you know, 400, 750s and 20-odd innings. But, yeah, but my overriding thought is with the athlete, because you actually look at, his, you look at his form over the last month or two, something's not right. So uh, I, I wish him a speedy recovery, and hopefully he's back smashing bowlers to all parts. Um, and that series is going to be an absolute belter, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be so yeah. good. Yeah. You'd expect England, though, um, to come out on the wrong side. But it's a, it's a great test for baseball and how it travels. Um, well, they're not going to die wondering, are they? I mean, it'll, it might be a... There might be a few rest days potentially on the, some of those wickets if they want if they want to play the way they I think they'll want to play. Um, just on the NFL yesterday, the 49ers made very hard work of the Packers, but they go through so they win the the divisional round there, so they go through to the conference final. Um, and the light Detroit Lions are currently twenty four seventeen ahead of the Bucks at home. Um, 24-17, there's about 12 minutes to go, and the Lions are about to get the ball back. The Ravens just poleaxed the Texans. The yeah, Ravens, gen- genuine Super Bowl um, threats now. Well, they're, they're going to probably be in the Super Bowl. Very good chance, at least. But the Bills Chiefs at 12.30 play an absolute stonking game. Um, the biggest game of Josh Allen's career. Uh, they, all the Bills fans have been saying over the last few while is get Patrick Mahomes out of Arrowhead, then we'll see, then we'll see. Well, we're going to see today in Buffalo. Chiefs-Bills at 12.30. That is a ripper, and before we finish the sports desk, I think we need a UFC uh, 297 update, so we'll handball across to our friend in the Auckland studio there, Brian, because we spoke about this a lot last week uh, in the lead-up, this middleweight fight, which we thought might lead the winner to fight Israel Adesanya. Who won, how was it, and will Izzy get that fight? Yes, yes, yes. So, Drikas Duplessis, or as the Americans like to say, Duplessis, Duplessis, um, is now the middleweight champion of the world. Now, Drikas being South African, the first South African champion, and crazy to say it, crazy to say it, the first African living on the continent to hold a belt, continent, sorry, to hold a belt. So that, that, that's crazy to say, right? There, there's been African champions before, but they've been based overseas. This guy's homegrown. He won it. He beat Sean Strickland in a fight where you could have argued Strickland won it. Now, he had the edge because he was a better wrestler. He was um, double-legging Strickland when he could, getting just those extra points in the rounds. He landed less than Strickland landed. Land, Strickland landed a lot more than him. His jab is insanely one of the greatest jabs, um, probably boxing or area, MMA. But in the post-match press conference, because it was a split decision, it was a split decision, um, in the post-match press conference, usually Dana, when it comes to splits, when it's a championship bout, Dana's like, yeah, we'll probably look at rebooking that. Wasn't interested, because he has big, huge dollar signs in his eyes for UFC 300, which currently doesn't have a main event. There's no main event booked for 300. This will be the main event. You will have Drikas Duplessis going up against Israel Adesanya, Drikas has called for it. Izzy's agreed. Uh, this is just through through social media. 
you'll have those two go at it for the, the main event of UFC 300. The build-up's going to be extremely interesting because Drikas is the master of subliminal disses. You think that he's being a gentleman. You think that he's just such a nice bloke, but if you actually break down what he's saying, he is ripping you to pieces. He just does it with such grace and humility. It, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. I can't wait. A bit like Louis. A bit like Louis, really. <laughs> oh. What are you saying? No, no, not me. It's not my fault the Wellington Blaze didn't win last year. You can't, that's not my fault. I didn't do that. Was it your fault when they uh, topped the table and didn't even get to host the final in 2017-18? You know why? Because there wasn't a final. Yeah, that's probably one reason. (laughs) They also beat Canterbury in Auckland after qualifying top in season 18-19. Nothing like beating Canterbury in Auckland. It's a pretty good day, I would have thought. Winning a Best title in out. Auckland, beating Canterbury. That's it, actually. That's not too bad. They beat Auckland and Wellington um, in 2019-2020. Why? Because Wellington men also qualified uh, to host the final. And just to cap this off, Louis, because you know, I like boring you. 2021, they lost to Canterbury and Wellington. You remember that one? Greatest ever. <laughs> Greatest ever. Canterbury were top, top qualifiers. Canterbury should have hosted that final, Louis. They should have hosted that final. Are we bored of this yet? Excellent. Uh, that was the sports test. 80 minutes away from 12 o'clock. Wellington propaganda. I forgot to mention, uh, Wellington have done this without Sophie Devine, who returns to the blaze today. There you go. Top qualifiers without the best player in the country. Well, Amelia Kerr might have something to say about that at the moment, the way she's going. But Sophie Devine returns. Uh, the Wellington Firebirds also get back um, some guy, Adam Milne and Ben Sears. So a bit of heat at the Basin today. Looking forward to that. Back after this break, 18 away from 12. Thank you, Louis. Thank you, Brian, for the sports desk.